Welcome to another edition of Contractor's Corner, a solar power world podcast series in which our editors talk with solar contractors and installers just like you. I'm Joshua Smalley, assistant editor of Solar Power World magazine. In this episode, we are speaking with Chris Jablonski, president of Collegiate Solar. Chris will tell us more about his Buffalo-based company. So, welcome, Chris. Thanks for having me, Josh. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Now, can you start us off, Chris, by telling us a bit about your company? Sure. Collegiate Builders, I started back in 2009 after about 15 years in the roofing industry. And I named it Collegiate because I actually have a bachelor's degree in business. And I'm probably part of a very small percentage that actually has a degree in this industry as far as the roofing aspect of it goes. So that's why I named it Collegiate, so I could use my degree for something. And it has a nice tagline along with it, Collegiate Builders, your educated professionals. I started with five employees seven years ago, and I still have those same five employees. And we've gotten ourselves to about 17 employees now with three different installation crews, one for roofing, one for siding, one for solar. They're all pretty much versed in every aspect of our business, though. My roofers can do solar, my solar guys can do roofs, and all the guys can do siding as well. So we pretty much do anything exterior on a residential or commercial projects. We're pretty much mostly residential. Probably 85% of our business is residential. We like to keep everybody that we have as consumers as an extension of our family, and that's pretty much what we base ourselves on is family-oriented business. Although none of my guys are related to me, they're all basically like family anyhow. We try to structure ourselves as so much a corporation, but you know we have the ping-pong table at the office and other attributes like that so people can let some steam loose or if we have a good day, we can enjoy each other's company and discuss how the day went and what we can do in the future to better ourselves. Thank you, Chris. Now, what is the regulatory situation in New York? Does the state government support the solar industry? Uh, We actually in New York have the luxury of being number one in the nation as far as incentives go. With federal government, obviously, that's throughout the country, 330% dollar-for-dollar tax credit, and our state government offers 25% dollar-for-dollar state credit, along with NYSERDA, which is the New York State Energy Research and Development Authority, and they currently are given 60 cents per watt on installations. We have the Sun Initiative, which is focusing now on solarized projects, which is involving a lot of low to mid income range communities so that everybody can be part of this new trend and part of making sure that the future is still bright for children and our children's children. Governor Cuomo is very huge in the solar aspect of things. I mean, we'll see how everything shakes out after 2016 and where the incentives are then, but we're confident that with the how fast the solar industry has been growing, I mean, they can't just put the kibosh on it after there being the fastest growing business the last three or four years and just completely get rid of it. You know, the workforce has become very rigorous and very big without being saturated at this point. It's creating a lot of jobs, and especially in New York, just within our own region here in Buffalo, the Solar City has began construction on a, a very huge manufacturing facility here. UB, one of the colleges, University of Buffalo, has a very big solar farm 
over a megawatt system. And, you know, with just uh, five or six companies here in Buffalo that do solar, we're staying very busy. I can tell you that. Wonderful. What's the most important business lesson you've learned since you've been in the industry? Josh, I would tell you honestly, with a 75% failure rate in the construction industry as it is within your first three years, I've learned the way to stay in business is just do what you say you're going to do. If you have an appointment with somebody, make sure you show up because like any informed consumer, you get three or four different quotes on any job or project that you're looking to do. And I found it to be, you know, a homeowner calls four people, only two of them show up. And that just makes it, I'm 50% more likely to get the job just by showing up. In my opinion, you know, just saying what you're going to do and doing it is worth its weight in gold. And as long as you do that, you should have no problem being part of that 25% that is successful in the construction or solar industry. Yeah, I think that's some really good advice. (laughs) This is a fun question. Pretend you are the king of the solar industry for the day. What's the one thing you would change? I think the one thing we would change is educating consumers on the growing list of solar misconceptions. If we could have a free, fun, interactive workshops across New York State or the country, educating consumers on price, the ease of installation, and how quick the payback period is, and do it in a way that leaves an imprint on the everyday family, which is who solar should target, is the everyday family. People that can afford it, can afford it. People that can't afford it should still be able to have it. And thank goodness that we have a government right now that is keen to that same aspect of things and realizes that even low to moderate income families and everybody across the board should have the ability to be able to utilize solar technology. And not to mention, like I said previous, you know, we're doing this for a lot of different reasons. You know, obviously you're in business to make money, but we're also very thrilled with the fact that we can do something to change the world. And that's exactly what we're doing. One system at a time, changing the world. And hopefully the rest of the world is on board with it. And we know, of course, Germany and Spain and some of these other countries are very prominent in the solar industry as well. And the better future we have for our kids, the better future their kids will have as well. Now, as our last question, tell us about a project you found especially challenging. What were the challenges and how did you work through them? Uh, One project comes to mind in particular that we had a difficult time. The homeowner was looking to get solar and didn't realize he had an outstanding pool permit and the pool wasn't built up to code and was never closed out. So this made it so we couldn't close out our solar permit or receive our NYSERDA contractor incentives. But in doing so, we saved the customer money by having our architect help with them getting the proper pool drawings and walking them through the permit closeout process. And this actually happens fairly often where a customer is unaware of an existing outstanding permit, either up to code or not up to code on the particular property. And it brings us to having to do more legwork and getting things straightened out for the homeowner, but that's what we're here for as contractors. There's too many contractors out there that are fly-by-night. They're in it to make the money that day. They're not thinking about where their business is going to be six months down the road, a year down the road, or 10 years down the road. You know, with different aspects in municipalities now and needing insurances and having to pull permits, it weeds those fly-by-night contractors out a little bit so that everybody can be competitive with each other 
and no one's charging rates that are ridiculous and people aren't doing jobs that are super cheap and not doing them correctly just to get them done and make a dollar or two that day. Very nice. All right. Well, again, this has been another edition of Contractor's Corner. Thanks to Chris Jablonski for being with us and telling us about the Buffalo solar market. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. I appreciate having me. I'm Joshua Smalley, assistant editor of Solar Power World magazine. Thanks for listening, and please tune in next time.